0: Hey, morning. Thank you, Risha. Can you hear me through the mic? mic? Oh, great. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Ealing Christian Center. I'm Shane. I'm the associate pastor in this church. Around 10 years ago, we planted a church in Shanghai through our Chinese pastor, John Chin. And um, When the lockdown started, when the pandemic broke out in 2020 in the city of Wuhan, one of our church members in Shanghai came to my mind. Let's call this guy Li in the sermon, because I don't want to use his real name for safety reasons. And Li is from Wuhan and working in Shanghai. He's a very outgoing guy. And that was China's holiday season as well. So, I was wondering, I was worrying about him. I hope he didn't go back to Wuhan. So, I ran to Li. I said, Li, hey, please tell me where you are now. He answered, Pastor Shane, I'm in Wuhan now. Oh, what a poor guy. So, I said, you, you didn't get a chance to leave Wuhan before the lockdown? He says, no, Pastor Shane, when the pandemic broke out, I was still in Shanghai. So I travel back to Wuhan as soon as I can when I heard a rumor of lockdown. What? I'm not a very smart person. Okay? My brain cannot process what he is talking about. I why, why? You knew what was coming. And you decided to go back to Wuhan before the lockdown. Why? He said, my parents are in Wuhan. I want to stay with them. And I feel God was calling me to serve my community and share gospel with them during the lockdown. Wow. I was amazed by his actions. Because when when most people are running away from the city, Lee is going into the city. He chose a different way. And he followed God. He doesn't follow the crowd. And Lee was talking to me. He says, hey, Pastor Shane, you know, God is with me. Because there are amazing things happening here. I'm so grateful. And I. I I could just sense the excitement and fulfillment from the other side, other end of the phone. And at that moment, I realized this man is in Wuhan, but he is so close to Jesus. And his life is fuller than ever. But he chose a different way to fulfillment. So today's sermon title is A Different Way to Fulfillment. In the Gospel of John 10, verse 10, Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. God wants to give us the fullness of life. But I believe the fullness of life is more than just fulfilling our needs and desires. For us, the fullness of life is to stay close to Jesus so that we can transform into the person God wants us to be and will fulfill God's purpose for us. The pandemic was like thief coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And we are still living in the aftermath now. But Jesus tells us here, He says, I will still give you the fullness of life, even as the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. God's purpose for you will always be fulfilled regardless of the circumstance we are in. So today, when we are in the same situation as other people, We should choose different attitudes. We take different actions, and we achieve different outcomes. Because we follow God, we don't follow the crowd. We are going to read a story about Jesus healing a paralyzed man. This story will teach us the way to find the fulfillment God wants us to have. Let's go to the Gospel of Mark 2, verses one to two. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the the, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Okay, Jesus was a very famous guy by now. He had healed many sick people, And driven out the demons. So when the people heard Jesus was in town again, a large crowd was following him. Mark 2, verses 3 to 4. Some men came, bringing him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in a roof, above Jesus by digging through it and then lower the mat the man was lying on. You see, those four men took a very different way to solve the problem. When the way through the front door to Jesus was blocked, they decided to leave the crowd, go through the roof, and then opened a hole in the roof. Hey, that was not their house well, maybe that's why they were fine with it. Just do it. That's not mine. Who cares? In, in Mark 2, verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Jesus was not offended at all. He was pleased that those people have such great faith in him. So before healing the paralyzed man, Jesus forgave his sins. Forgiving sins means a lot to this paralyzed man. According to the Jewish law, a paralyzed man was considered as unclean. And he was not allowed to enter the holy place to worship God. He was marginalized from the society. Most of the people like him will end up as beggars in the street. Forgiving sins means now he is publicly declared as clean and accepted by God. So before Jesus healed this guy physically, he healed him socially and spiritually. He restored his full life. So Jesus gave this paralyzed man the fulfillment no one else in this world could offer. I believe many of us here will feel so fulfilled when we can bring this kind of hope into other people's life. We don't just want good things happen to us. We want good things happen to others as well. I can imagine Those four men must be over the moon when they could drop their friends right in front of Jesus. So, my dear friends, my first thought for you today is, we will find fulfillment when we lead others to Jesus. Lead others to Jesus. In the story, Jesus was pleased with those men's actions. Well, certainly the action is not opening the roof. The action is bringing others to Jesus by any means. Never give up. They won't go home without getting their friend in front of Jesus. So for us, we should always ask ourselves this question. What kind of effort do I take to bring others to Jesus? What kind of effort do I take to bring others to Jesus? In Elam Christian Center, we send missionaries to the other side of the world. In China, Vietnam, Bangladesh. And it's very hard and risky to plant churches in those areas because of the political or religious reasons. And we supported a Christian school in Vietnam. One of the ministries we regularly do with them is sharing messages in their school assembly through Zoom meeting. But two months ago, the local government inspected the school without any notification, out of the blue. They went to the school, inspected the school twice within the same week, and then they told the school We will not renew your lesson until you've stopped all the teachings about Christianity. What we are going to do now? What are we going to do? Shut down the school? Send those kids home? Or tell the parents, hey, we are going underground now. So your kids will graduate without legal qualifications. No. Here is what we are going to do. When the way through front door to Jesus is blocked, we are going through the roof. We will never give up. We will keep fighting and fighting until we make an opening for those kids. Those students are not going home. Just three days ago, one of our youth pastors was sharing the message in the school assembly online. All the students were sitting in the classroom. And the school principal told us they passed the inspection and the lesson was renewed. I was so fulfilled because I know God is pleased when we bring others to Jesus by any means. My second thought for you today is, we will find fulfillment when we acknowledge strengths in others. Acknowledge strengths in others. This paralyzed man could never walk to Jesus by himself. But when he surrounded himself with those friends who could carry him, who had the strengths he didn't have. Man, everything changed. Everything changed. He never got a chance to see Jesus by himself. But when he had a team with his friends, he was right in the front of the queue. Amazing things will happen when we team up with those who have different strengths to us. Romans 12, 27, the Apostle Paul says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. The fulfillment of a Christian's life is never about solo performance. It's always about teamwork. That's why we need to acknowledge and appreciate the strengths of others in both church ministry and our workplace. It sounds like a no-brainer, right? But unfortunately, according to Gallup's workplace research, in too many organizations, encouraging people to use their strengths at work is so limited because the conventional management culture is so obsessed with fixing employees' weaknesses rather than build their strengths. I think many of us here can confirm that with our experience. My mom once told me um, when I was a little kid, I was actually left-handed. I don't know it because she already corrected me from left-handed to right-handed. Why did she need to do that? Because it's very hard to have a good handwriting in Chinese characters with your left hand. So driven by her good intention, my mom forced me to use my right hand that was my weak side instead of my nature side. Oh, guess what? Let me tell you, now my Chinese handwriting is still ugly. It never improved with my right hand. So here's the thing, I read an article a long time ago, it says that when the person, a left-handed person was forced to change into right-handed, this person's IQ drops, wow! To be honest, I don't feel that affects my life too much, but I do feel sorry for you Because God's original plan is to give you a smart guy to be your pastor. Until one day, my mom came up with a different idea. So what I learned from here is, friends, don't make a fish to run if it's too slow. Teach it to swim faster. Gallup's uh, Gallup's, uh, research indicates that when people know and use their strengths, they will become nearly six times more engaged at work. Six times more engaged at work! So friends, I always believe, as Christians, we should become a force to change the culture in our workplaces. We we are going to bring some different energy into our workplaces. So instead of constantly finding faults or weaknesses in others, we acknowledge and appreciate strengths in others. Because we know only when we all bring our strengths to the table, together we are going to achieve something greater. And that's the way to find fulfillment in life. My last one for you today is, you will find fulfillment when you take up your responsibility. Take up your responsibility. Mark 2, 11 to 12. Jesus says, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. So the paralyzed man got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of those. Uh, then more, them this amazed everyone. And they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Jesus didn't pick up the mat for the sky. Jesus told him to do it by himself and walk now. Jesus commanded this man to take up his responsibility. People were now amazed when this man came from the roof. People were not amazed when Jesus forgave his sins. But people were all amazed when they eyewitnessed this man getting up, picking up his mat, and walking out of the room. So God wants the world to be amazed by our actions. God wants the world to be amazed by our actions. But sometimes we feel, Hey God, why, why do you always give me tasks to do, missions to complete, challenges to face? Why not just you know, make everything happen and make my life easy? God wants us to take up our responsibility rather than He does, does everything for us because He wants the world to be amazed by our actions. And he wants to reveal himself through our actions. Friends, I truly believe nothing, nothing can be more fulfilled in a human life than revealing God's image in us. Because we are created in God's image. So we are supposed to reveal his image through our actions, through our life. The good news is that God does not just give us commands, but also He gives us the necessary strength to obey His commands. The Bible didn't tell us how long the man has been paralyzed, but we do know that it takes time to fully regain the strength. He needs to walk. But when Jesus command him to walk, he gave him the strength instantly. So God will not throw you a task and leave you alone to deal with it. He knows what it takes, and he will give you the strength and enable you to fulfill his purpose for you. So don't be afraid to answer God's calling. Don't be afraid to pursue dreams God has put in your heart. When people say, it's too hard, it's impossible, we've never seen anything like this. That's exactly why we are going to do it. Because we want to amaze the people with our actions. We want to reveal God's image through our actions. So take up your responsibility. Walk the journey and amaze the world. Worship team, please come up. When I was on the phone with Lee, I was wondering, how did he do outreach during the lockdown? How how could he share gospel with the people during the lockdown? So I asked him, how do you do that? Obviously, you can either go through the front door or the roof. How do you do it? He says, oh, Pastor Shane, to be honest, when I first came to Wuhan, I had no idea how to do it. But when I approached other Christians in my community, we formed a team. And then we found out one of the guys in our team, he had connections with grocery suppliers. So we decided Let's deliver groceries to our neighbors. I remember, I remember they delivered groceries for free. But I might be wrong, but they definitely deliver groceries to their neighbors. And through the deliveries, they start building the relationships with them. And then they start a group chat, everyday contacts. And then they start inviting some of the neighbors to their small group Zoom meeting. And they start sharing gospel, talking about Jesus with their neighbors. So my dear friends, my Christian brothers and sisters, you know, we don't need to be afraid to answer God's calling. We don't need to be afraid to pursue the dreams God has put in our heart because God knows what it takes. When we have enough faith and courage to walk the journey, to choose the different way He showed us, He will bring the right people into your life. He will give you the strengths you need. But we need to take up our responsibility. We need to team up with others. And we need to lead people to Jesus by any means. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You. Thank You for making us in Your image. We thank You for Choosing us to be your people, to represent you in this world. Lord, I pray for everyone here today. Lord, we all want to find the true fulfillment in life. We are all looking forward to the fullness of life. But Lord, sometimes we follow the crowd, we don't follow you. Lord, we pray for more courage, more faith, and more clarity for us, so that every time when we make a choice, we know which way to go. We know which way is the right way. It's the way you want us to go, so that we can find our fulfillment in life. If some of you here are not Christians, I want you to know God loves you so much. Bible teaches that God loves the world so that He sent His only Son to the world. So whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. God has a wonderful plan for your life. But we feel we are so far away from God, we don't know Him because of our sin. The Bible says we're all full short of God's glory and all, all, all have sinned. Our sin separated us from God. But when Jesus came, when He died on the cross, and when He was raised from the dead, He paid all the penalty for our sin so that we can be fully accepted by God as His children. So friends, today I want to encourage you to take the step of faith, to become a follower of Jesus to walk this journey, to find the true fulfillment for your life. If you want to become a Christian, become a follower of Jesus, all you need to do now is to do this prayer after me. Let's pray in your heart by following me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your grace thank you for your forgiveness. I admit I'm a sinner. But I believe you paid all the penalty for my sin on the cross. And I believe you are raised from the dead so that I can have an eternal life. Today, I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. I ask you to give me a new life, and show me a new way. And I will be following you now and forever. I pray in the name of Jesus. So if you just did that prayer, congratulations. Your life will never be the same again. Please do me a favor. Grab the connect car at the back of the seat in front of you and put down your name, and tick the box, I commit or recommit my life to Jesus. Because, you know, you need to team up with someone who can carry you, who can walk with you on this journey. God bless you. Jamie.